Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. I hope you are all well. So many of you here already. Uh, Hello, hello, hello uh, to everyone who's joined us this evening. And of course, thank you very much if you're watching this on replay. And if you're listening to this on audio, thank you very much indeed. Now, as you can see, there's one missing. Judges is missing. Um, he is, um, what's the word? What can we say? Late. Engaged. <laughs> yeah. Engaged. Yeah, engaged. Engaged, yeah. I think, is uh, not engaged to be married, um, <laughs> but um, engaged, otherwise otherwise engaged. Uh, he'll be along um, as soon as he can get here. Joining me this evening, Mr. Albert. How are you, sir? Not bad. I, love, I appreciate the call up, Craig, mate. I love love the podcast. So it's you haven't let me back. down yet, mate. You ain't let me no. down yet. No, super sub, mate. <laughs> you're like my, my you're like my Nicholas Bentner. Yeah, people don't don't mistake me. It's not Michael Thomas sitting here, mate. It's, it's definitely <laughs> <Albert Dolphin. laughs> And of course, a man who needs no introduction, Mister Potts. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Cheers, boys. It's uh, it's good to be on time. I like being on time. Out of all of the panellists, I'd like to think that I'm reliable with time. Unfortunately, I can't say the same for Mr. Lee Judges again tonight. It's getting, it's becoming a little bit common, this Craig, isn't it? We're waiting on judges all the time here. Well, look, he, he, he's got other things to do and he's a busy, he's a busy man. He is. He's a, he's a very busy man. Um, as you can see, scrolling along the bottom of the screen, if you would like to join and become a member, then please do. The link is in down below in the description, or there's a little box just underneath uh, where it says subscribe. I think if you're if if you're watching us live, hit that, and um, you can become a member and help me. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> you know, people say, "Don't beg." I'm begging. <laughs> you can help me, Craig. Love your haircut. Thanks very much. You know, I said, I said, you know, I've had a good run of it. I'm 41 years old, and I've been trying to, 
I've been trying to chase the 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 baldness away, but it's not going away. So I said, I'm just going to embrace being a bald man. So there you are. I'm now a bald man. But I didn't actually um I didn't actually realise how short it was gonna be. I didn't really realise how short a number one was. So it's you, Craig. So it's you, mate. So oh, thanks you. very much. There's a few people in there saying that. Keep your head up, Craig. Uh, there's the shine is top, the, the the light is blinding, shining off the top of my head. Thanks very much, Simon. Um, Pid says it suits you. I look fresher and younger. There you go. Oh, thank you very Ooh. much. I don't know whether I should take that as a compliment or you, you should. Did you manscape? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've used me manscape. Did you, man, did you manscape yeah, as well? I like that. On on the um on the on the wrong bit of I'm not supposed to use it on this kind of on that on that part of my body am I I don't think uh, Danny <laughs> hello mate Scotty boy Scotty boy Scotty oh, boy Scotty we don't care Danny. there we go thank you very much Danny <laughs> indeed I suppose we um better get on with it people will be wondering what's going on a one all draw at Burnley lads we've seen we we saw some uh, calamitous defending again Dan I'll start with you. What is it um, with us and our concentration mm. uh, at the start of games? Well, it's not even at the start of a game, is it? I mean, we were one nil up and flying, <laughs> and then of nah. course, Mister Granite, Mister um, Granite Jacker. I mean, what a mistake! What was he thinking? I don't know what he was thinking, Craig, but I never have done for five years. And I've been calling out this guy and I've received enough abuse for it. But this is exactly why we are not going to go forward with people like him in the side. And it doesn't matter whether your name's David Luiz, Bellerin, Holding, Cedric, Elneny, Chaka, Leno. They've all made mistakes individually. So it's concentration problems with this team 100%. But they're also error prone. It's unbelievable. You know, one week it's Bellerin and Holding who can't mark Sterling in the box. The next week it's Cedric passing the ball back to Gabriel Wrong for Villa to score. Now we've seen Chaka do it. David Luiz has a calamity against Wolves and he has done previously against Man City, Liverpool. Penalties given away, red cards given away. But the most red cards, Chaka's got the most errors now in the Premier League since he signed for the club. And apparently the guy behind him is Cedric and he's now Arsenal. (laughs) So most of those must have come at Southampton. So we have got error-prone players and... I don't know if it's lacks in concentration. I don't know if it's just lack of ability, lack of intelligence, or a bit of all three. But nobody can can blame Leno for that, in my opinion, because one, the, the Arteta wants them to do that. That's the first thing. And two, <laughs> come on, it wasn't exactly a bad pass to Chaka, was it? Come on, it wasn't like Leno had put him in trouble. He had all the time no. in the world, but he hasn't got a right foot. So he tries to ping it across to David Luiz when all he has to do is either go, actually, Leno, do you know what? I don't want that. Just clear it up the line. So you pass it back to your keeper. Or what you do is you try, if you can, to use a little bit of technique to not go across your damn goal, which you're told in Sunday League football. So schoolboy stuff, mate. It is schoolboy, mate. For Chris Wood to sit there and just kind of let it hit him and go in, even he was amazed. He was like... I'll take it, but I don't really know how he's just let so, me score uh, that. I, I did like his little bit of shit out of you know, when he's like pointing at the camera going, like, you know, <laughs> pointing at the camera like that, as if he's just banged one in from 40 yards it's or like something. like a 40 yard screamer, yeah. Top bins. But listen, you can't, you can't excuse this anymore, man. This is, this is the problem with this football club. We have accepted mediocre players and he is one of them that everybody keeps telling me we need. 
Now, I do not want to see this guy in an Arsenal shirt much longer going into next season. And these are the reasons why. Because for every 10 games that he has that are okay, Craig, he has one like that. And we were all waiting for it. And Harry on this podcast is mad at time. Oh, Dan's going to look silly. Chaka played well again. Well, guess what happened? I was waiting for a day like this because I knew it was going to happen. And it will happen again. And it's not about I'm right and people are wrong. It's about I've been frustrated and now I hope people can see why I am. Because this is the sort of mistakes that we want to clear out of this club. And with people like Chaka, we ain't going to have it. It's going to continue, Craig. Mm. Albert, I mean, it's clear for all to see the, the mistake that Xhaka made. And I think it's clear for all to see now that obviously a player like Granite Xhaka is not what we need uh, if if our aspirations are higher than, you know, or if our aspirations are to get into the top four next season. Um, you know, he's made massive mistake. But on the flip side of it, Albert, who else is there? This is the problem, you see. Who who else, you know, who who comes in? He obviously doesn't fancy any other any of the other midfielders because he let them all go. He's either sold them or let them go on loan. So what do we do with Granite Xhaka? I mean, look, the, the mistake is unforgivable, you know, and, and Dan is right. There's been a lot of frustrating times. But on the flip side, what is Arteta to do Really, because that's all he's got. That's the thing. Like you see, you see this with the Granite Jacker thing, right? Whenever I've spoken about him, um, even before YouTube days, to be honest, I've always kept it football, man. It's, I don't, you know, people want to do the personal stuff. That's up to them. But when he does, when he does what he does, Craig Dan, I don't get surprised when he plays well for a few games. I'm not going to break out the bunting or bring out, you know, eat some eat some cake or whatever but it just, I just because I'm used to seeing what I've seen for the five years that he's been here and the thing is this this is what I kind of find frustrating because you've got people that want to sort of I say sections that want to tell you that he's a captain of Switzerland he's played a certain amount of minutes in February coming into March and I'm like well what what's what's the you know what is the competition he has you know when it comes to the midfield in the team. I mean, Arteta's bombed out Gwendouz and Torreira on loan. Um, all of a sudden, Xhaka's fantastic because he's got party next to him. But part, if you put anybody next to party, they're going to play fantastic anyway because he's a quality yeah, player. But the, the, the thing with the, the Xhaka thing is he's 28 years of old, guys, right? He's the, you know, he's a he's a international footballer. Even after that stat you talk about, the eight mistakes that led to goals, after the second time it happened, he should have had a word of himself to say, you know what, I need to have an epiphany moment because if I keep doing this, the manager's going to take me out of the team. I need to be better. But he's gone on to make six more mistakes. If he's still making them mistakes at 28 years of age, he's not learned learned back then, so he's not going to learn now. So when you see the mistakes that he does, it's not a surprise anymore. And and you know what I did? I made the... Conscious thing of looking at that goal again that we conceded against Burnley. That goal doesn't happen the one we conceded if he plays the ball first time. Mm. But it also doesn't, you know, I mean, I can see why people are bringing in, I can see why people might blame Leno for that because like, although I don't blame him, I can see why people would blame him. I mean, as a goalkeeper, I'm a, I, I played as a goalkeeper, like Leno's just got to put his foot through that and get rid of it. Whether it goes out yeah. for a throw, whether it goes... And I, and I know, I know, I know. Dan is right in saying that this is how Arteta wants to play. But when you're on that pitch, sometimes you've got to take the law into your own hands. I think Leno should have just ravaged, you know, hoofed yeah. it up the pitch. 
Yeah, Craig, I'll take that point. You know what? But I, I, I'll be honest, I watched it again. At the time, I kind of said that I don't think Leno done him any favours. But then I thought, you know what? Let me let me just watch it back. Let me just double check to make sure that I'm not talking out of my backside. And I watched it again. And I said, you know what? It's, it, that, that, that goal does not happen if Xhaka plays that ball first time. Mm. I'm, I'm telling you, if anybody, if we've probably seen it a million times, trust me, watch it again. If he plays that ball first time with his right foot, that goal doesn't happen. But it's again, he's because he's so one-footed, that's why the mistake happened. And you know what? It actually affected his performance for the rest of the game. I, I, I don't know what did, you guys yeah. thought. I thought no, he, he, did. Yeah. he was rocking. I thought he should have been taken off. I don't oh, think, absolutely. I don't, yeah. I think we oh, played oh, oh. well. Yeah, sorry, Craig. I thought we played oh, go well. On, mate. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I think in terms of our performance, mate, um, I think we played well for 37 and a half minutes out of the 90. Um, and even that was still good enough to win that game. You just, you had some good, good chances to bury that game, even not playing well. So, mm. um, yeah, two points dropped, mate. Um, and I don't want to ask you guys, Craig, like in terms of Arteta substitutions, not, not just the game against Burnley, but I mean, I think the only one that sort of, I might have picked a little bit of bones out of was the fact that when he took off Odegaard, and bought on Lacazette because I thought to myself, well, how's he going to set the team up now? Because like, it doesn't work with Lacazette in that withdrawn role. It, it doesn't. It's, it's tried and tested. It doesn't work. So I don't know what you guys might have thought of that to be honest, the substitutions again. Well, I thought, I thought the substitutions were poor again. Um, there was, there was, a, a, well, I mean, we spoke about it in the morning, didn't we, on Saturday morning? Yeah. And we went and, when I saw William starting in Saka, I was kind of okay with it because William put in a man of match on a performance the week before. And I'm a great, you know, I'm a great believer in that you're as good, you're only as good as your last game. Yeah. So Saka comes in for sure on the right-hand side and Pepe had to be dropped. But as the game was going on, you could actually, you're actually saying to yourself, why is William on the pitch? Why, why, you know, what's he doing? Some people were telling me he had a good game. I, I don't, I'm I don't not too sure. That, I don't think, I no. don't think many players that had a good game on Saturday. No, I'm not too sure about that. Um, if we're serious about the Europa League, Pepe and Saka have got to start in the Europa League against Olympiacos. There's no doubt about that. Judges, how are you, sir? Well, I'm all good. Thank you very much. All good. Um, got over the weekend of, of, you know, really getting on my nerve, like the performance, everything about it. And then, like, uh, not very good Sunday evening either. But um, yeah, not looking forward to a new uh, new week. Um, just, just, like, I don't know. Things that happened on Saturday. Just everything about that game just sums up Arsenal to a T at this moment in time. Everything mm-hmm. about it, like you know. First and foremost, going to have to say, I don't know, obviously, you guys must have touched on it, like you know. Should have won the game through through our own doings, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we yeah. should have we should have took our chances, you know. Um, that's first and foremost. We have not been ruthless enough up front for a very very long while, missing chances. <laughs> we then make the mistake that we did, which you know, uh, someone said to me, uh, "Oh, you won't see a mistake like that." And then on match of day, they I think they showed about six or seven of them, didn't they? Like you know what I mean? So we ain't the answer, but it just typifies Arsenal at this moment in time. We've, it doesn't matter who it is, we've got a mistake in us. Isn't every single one of those players, whether it be a player going up front and scoring goals or, you know, like you can look at uh, the misses that we've made. There's, the players will miss chances. Saka missed an absolute 
Gilway's yeah. a chance from two yards. Come on. Oh, I think he's a great player, but like you expect uh, him to score that. Um, I, I thought Partey was poor with his shot. Went over the bar. A lot of people sort of missed that one. That was a good move. We played some good stuff in the first half, and that's the frustrating thing is, and I think even Sean Dice come up and said, you know, uh, he'd have been happy if we'd have gone in at one nil down. He would have been that happy, you know what I mean? And then we go and gift wrap him a goal, gift wrap him a goal, yeah, 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 which is unbelievable. And then I'm going to say it now, and I don't care what anybody says. You can make up excuses and whatever. If VAR does its job, which it should do, we end up winning the game. Yeah, and that's a fact. It's a fact, you know. And then I sit there and they're trying to justify their mistake by, by my, you know, instead of just coming out and saying I've made a mistake. Yes, you know, uh, the handball and sending off got not a problem with that. They got it right, but they certainly didn't get the one on, on our favour, right? Did they? Well, it's funny you, they get yeah. every every decision right when it's against us. You know what I mean? Like when it's for when it when it's for us, well, they can get them wrong, but when it's the other way round, they get them dead spot on right. Mm. And I've had enough of it now. Mm. I've had I mean, enough. What, in what football match is that not handball? I've never said, you know, I mean, in the current rules, it's handball. Like, end of. Like, you know Look I mean? at it. I mean, his arm is out. He's stopping the ball from uh, moving on to Pepe because Pepe's going around him. His arm is out. It's unnatural position. I don't care what anyone says. That is an unnatural position for a defender. How, in God's name, is that not handball? Right. You have right. look at the defenders right. now. They're going out. They're going out to games and putting their arms behind their back. Yeah. Making the point. He's got it out here. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Handball, I don't care what anybody says. It's handball. But it doesn't get given. You know, I I, I go back to the, to, the, to the David Louise one. Yes, you can say it's sent it off. There was two exact same incidents. I don't care what anybody says in that game. Uh, the Southampton and the Arsenal one, both sent off. What happens is he gets his one rescinded. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and you know that, that it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see, uh, you know, too many mistakes with VAR now. Like, you know, why? Um, love and behold, it's for us. Like, you know, and it gets on my, it's getting on my nerves and all that. Like, you know, and unfortunately, we've just got to realistically take it. Well, we have, yeah. So it's done. It's done and dusted, isn't it? You know, people will turn around and say, and I, I'm, 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 I agree with what they're saying. We have got to get into a situation where, when referees make mistakes, it does not matter. Like in the old days, when you had bang, 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 three or four nil up, it don't matter if these incompetent people make mistakes, and they certainly do. And I tell you what, wound me up, wound me up on Sunday was that I see Kevin Friend out there refereeing again. And that just yes, about sums yeah, yeah. it all up for me, like you know what I mean. But as, as I just said on the, on the podcast earlier on, you know, Shaq has made a mistake, and he'll probably be playing Saturday, on Thursday. Yeah, you know, I so that's yeah. that's you know, so you've got to be um, um, what's the word accountable for your mistakes as a team, and as as they have done there, and and you know, it'd be interested on Thursday to see what happens because Danny Sabias made horrendous chan- uh, mistake at Benfica. Axed. Axed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Good point. Good point. Let's see if it happens to, to Granite. I just want to bring this one in from Will. Thank you very much, mate, um, for your kind donation and question. Uh, Miguel Aziz, till the end of the season, what have we got to lose? Xhaka is a joke. He's not our standard. Best Arsenal podcast on the market. Well, thank you very much indeed for your kind words and your kind donation. Dan, I mean, to be honest with you, we no, haven't got... 
<laughs> we haven't um, got anything to lose by putting in Miguel Aziz in there, but I don't think he will. No, uh, he probably's not going to. But it's a good point. You know, the league is. You know, we're all sitting here saying that the league is over. The Europa League is our only our only option. Is it is it an option now to start putting some young fellas in? Well, I would. This manager won't. This manager will will stick to Willian and Chaka and Bellerin and Lacazette because that's who he, he likes. Um, I mean, I will say our judges has turned up there and he caught past seven. There we go. Right, end of podcast. Lee judges wrapped it up. Nice, nice of them. Me and Albert breaking it down bit by bit. Judges full rant. Judges full rant. Right, that's let's it. go, Straight boys. In. We'll see you later. Yeah. You he can go care. now. No, I love it. I love you, judges. Um no, listen, it is a situation where this team currently there are players that aren't good enough. My problem is, Craig, the ones that aren't good enough, this manager seems to like. This manager seems to really want to keep them. He wants to give David Luiz a new contract. He wants to beg Granite Chaka to stay. He loves Bellerin, absolutely loves him. And I'm hoping now that that was a statement at the weekend that we might not be seeing Bellerin much longer because he didn't see him in the team. But I'm sure he'll come back in on Thursday night. So some of these, Willian is another great example. But some of these players aren't getting the time that they deserve. I don't really understand what Pepe did wrong. I, I, I can only hope and pray that he's playing on Thursday. And that was why he didn't play at the weekend. Um Granite Chaka will be playing on Thursday, 100%. We will see Granite Chaka and Thomas Party um, on Thursday night. And people have said in the chat, you know, oh, who else have we got to put in there? Well, <laughs> there are well, it's options, a point. You know. it, is, it is a good point, though. You know, who else is, you know, if you don't play Bellerin and Cedric's injured, who's he going to play? If we don't play Saka and Pepe or, or William get injured, who's he going to play? There, there, there is a point to that, mate. Because like I've said it before, you can't play. He's playing Xhaka because there's no one else to put in there. Well, I would agree with that if we got to a stage of... So so let's look at the centre midfield because we've managed to buy Thomas Party and somehow our midfield is the worst it's ever been. And I don't quite understand how that is because if that is honestly the best we've got, my God, we're in trouble. If Granite Xhaka is at the, the moment, best midfielder we've got... I, I mean, yeah? at the moment, I would... I, I will bring in the other lads on this in a minute, but I can't see Shaka being a starter or being at Arsenal next year. I can. I can't see him starting. I can't see him starting. I can't see him starting. On what evidence? Arteta plays him 90 minutes every single game. First yeah. name on you, the team sheet. But I can't, as much as like, I, I'm, I'm talking now neutrally. I just can't see how a manager... Can't play him because, as I get again, I, I see that he, he's just got there's no one else to put in there, and I think that he's playing Shaka because of that fact. I don't think he's playing him because he loves him or anything like that. I'm 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 just think um, you're right there, Lee. Well, yeah, it's just just it seems to be more of a shine coming off of your camera. <laughs> like that. I don't know what it is. Is it the new earphones you got there? Or? You'd know all about that, wouldn't you? I don't know. You had a cut or something there or something? Yes, we've oh already done God. that. We've uh, we've already done that one. Was it? Was that? I don't know. I didn't know. Is it for a bet or something? Or no, 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 not at all. I've just uh, I'm I, I'm happy with the way I am, and this is the way I am. Well, it's a good trim, that is. Like, you know what I mean? yeah. So you know, I thought it was uh, somebody else there for a moment. 
My apologies, sorry, Dan. Carry on, uh, sorry, my apologies, Dan, for the rudeness. You turn your light um, down on your camera a little bit, like you know. That's all I'm saying. My my apologies for that rudeness. Dan. No, you're sorry. Right, car- right. Carry judges, on. Carry if, you, on. If, you, if you would have turned up on time, judges, you would have had. We already had this discussion, had this discussion mate. Discussion, mate. Yeah. Come on. Did, bro. Come it's on. Been done. He's unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah. So let's get back to it, shall we? Yeah, um, sure. it's, all, it's, all, it's all this fame, you see. It sure. is. It's, 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 it is indeed. When he wasn't, when he wasn't, when he wasn't famous, he, he would, he, he wouldn't dare. Is it? Did, <laughs> did you use your manscape? Uh, we did. That's been done as well. Did you use it for your top half? That's what I'm saying. That, that joke's been done as well. Not wish to know. Yeah, that joke's been done. <laughs> do you want to, any more? Do you want to have a go? No, any more? No, I do not want to have a look. Thank you very much. Carry on. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Sorry about that. I'll edit this out. The audio. We will. We'll have to edit this out. Um, so Granite Chaka, listen, we all, we all know what I think about the guy. We all do know what I think about Granite Chaka. Some people think he's a great player. Others think he's not such a great player. I think he is an error-prone player that has always got what happened this weekend and what happened last weekend against Leicester, by the way, which he was also at fault for the goal. Happens five, maybe six, maybe even seven or eight uh, times a I year. I played devil's right? advocate a bit there now. It wasn't just his fault, but yeah, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, but he was part of that with William, wasn't he, last last week for the goal, right? So I look at that situation and think this is now needed to to stop now. We can't have this guy for the last five or six years that he's been in the team. He's making errors all the time. People say, who else has he got? Well, that's Arteta to, to find out, isn't it? Because yeah. if he's happy to keep uh, Chaka in this side, then that is going to happen. He didn't like Guendouzi, who, in my opinion, is better than Chaka. He didn't like Torreira, who, in my opinion, was, as a footballer, better than Granite Chaka. And Elneny is just a, a steady Eddie. He's not really one that's going to take us forward. Danny Ceballos, however, as Lee Judges has just said, has a good game. Then he makes a horrendous um, mistake against Benfica. Gone. Completely gone. Granite Chaka made a mistake last week, played 90 minutes, and he played 90 minutes again this week. I bet he plays ninety minutes again on Thursday. That's a good we'll point, see. to be fair. You know, you're 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 spot on, and that's you know, it's a good opinion and a good point. Uh, Albert, so, coming on to coming on to, it's all very well us sitting here talking about Jacka made a mistake. He did. He made a mistake, and it cost us a goal. We can all see that. We all saw the mistake. But let's flip it. We should have been two three nil up by the time that mistake came. Are oh, we? Do, do you? Arteta's come in and he's made us better defensively. That's clear for all. Well, <laughs> that's argue. Well, you'd, it's, it's arguable. We, yeah, we're third, look, we're the, we've got the third best defense in the league, right? So that's statistically, right? Okay. Are we being overcoached up front? Are the boy, are they trying to be too fancy? Are they trying to walk the ball into the net? When was the last time you saw an Arsenal player hit a ball from outside the box? Craig, I haven't seen an Arsenal player have a shot from outside the box for about five years. Yeah, do you know? Are we, do you think is there a bit of overcoaching going on? Are they are they are they afraid to have a go from out, or have they been told? You know, walk it in. It has to be a coach. It has to be a coaching thing. But I just think instinctively as a player, if you have a they say shoot on sight, you be, you get taught as that when you're a kid. That doesn't matter what country you you, you develop, develop playing football in. I, I we but at Arsenal that's been a problem for years, mate. I, I don't know why that is. Um, like the gaffer said earlier, we this season um, we've gone from not creating a lot of chances to creating chances, but 
we're, you know, we're still not ruthless, mate. We need to put teams to bed. When I saw that first 11, like I said, on um, on Saturday morning, that was more than good enough to put that Burnley side away. Oh. They're not going to threaten us. They, they've only got one way of playing. And in that first half, they didn't threaten us. Their, their bread and butter is getting crosses into the box or getting crosses in from, you know, diagonal areas. But in the first half, that is non-existent. And like you said, we gift-wrapped them the goal. But in terms of um, the coaching side of it, um, I think it's one, it's just a bit, one, it's a thing of they need to be more ruthless. But um, I think, you know what it is, Craig? I just think, yeah, I just think they need to be more ruthless, mate. And and the problem is, you look at our squad, our, our squad of players, um, yeah, we can turn around and say they're not good enough. Um, I don't, sort of don't want to talk about Xhaka much more apart from the fact that he does play because we have got other players, but they're just not good enough. But, I mean, look, Mark, you know, Mark brings a good point in there. Uh, let me bring it in. Uh, our strikers are not ruthless enough. Our midfield is not good enough. Our defence always gives the opposition chances. That lays with the manager. Good point. Yeah, and to, and to add to what Mark was saying in terms of the strikers... Um, it's like I'm saying, because I'm sure you, you probably will touch on, you know, the Martinelli thing. And people seem to change their narrative very, very quickly when it comes to talking about Martinelli. Oh, but he's got to earn his place back in the team. He's being, he's not being rushed back into the team. He, you know, he's had a serious injury. We understand that. But I go back to what I said before when we played Aston Villa. We're losing the game 1-0, boys. We've got five, ten minutes to go. None of our strikers on the pitch are doing the business as usual at the time. You've got five minutes to go. You've got one more sub to make and you bring on William, who's had two shots on target in 25 plus mm. games. That makes no sense to me, whether you're an experienced manager or not. It doesn't make any sense. And the strikers this season have not played well enough for Martinelli not to get 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. I would love someone to ask Mikel Arteta, what has he got to do to get any type of minutes in the first team when we're having to get a goal or to chase games. It, it doesn't mm. make sense to me, mate. Absolutely. Let's just quickly bring this one in from Pamu. Thank you very much, sir, for your kind donation. Uh, Arteta is a, what, what, a method... Method coach. A method, methodical. Method, a methodical. Methodical coach. Thank you very much, Dan. I went to... I, I wasn't... Didn't really oh, go to school. Well done, Dan. Well done. I, I was always skiving off playing Killer Instinct on Super Nintendo. Uh, he, likes, he likes his triangles. Oh, it was for me. What's that? Penny up the wall. <laughs> oh, I used to play that as well, yeah. Not that old, mate. Uh, he likes to play in triangles, patterns of play, wants a team to play that every time, everywhere. Would you agree with that, Lee? Yeah, spot on. Spot on. I think that there is a little bit of that in there. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about... So, you know, Elwood makes a great point there, you know, uh, about, about my... I, I, if we're second, third in the league, going for the t- title or something like that, I can understand why uh, Martin is not in the team on getting minutes. I can understand that. But we're tenth in the league. We're, we're failing week in, week out, missing chances left, right, and centre, and he's still not getting a chance. So if I'm sitting there as a player of his ability, I'd be a bit worried, thinking, well, you know, when yeah, am I going to get into the team? When are, you know, I can understand. He rates him can... though, Lee. He rates him. This manager well, apparently he rates uh, him. You know, so we keep we... hearing. Obviously, yeah. he rates William more then because yeah. you know William. I, I, I listen. I've got no bones, and I've done. I've got no worry about it. if come Thursday, Pepe's in the team on the left hand side. It's Saka and and Abamyang. I've got no issues that Martinelli's not in that that style. I will have issues if it's 
Aubameyang out on the left and Lacazette in the middle, or it's like uh, a Willian comes into the team in front of him, then I'll start thinking, hold on a minute, there's something not right. Um, you can keep going on about why he's uh, playing on the left hand side, why why um, why he's not playing because of injuries or he's got slight you know concerns on that. I get that, but he's been. But when he first come in, when he first got back from injury, they chucked him in straight away. All right, and then maybe he's broke down. So he could there could be something in that. So we've got to just give it slightly the benefit of the doubt at this moment in time. So I'll go along with that. But as my my thing is that if you just want to get a player now, let's 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 take Thomas Party, for instance. He has come back into the team after two injuries, 20 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, 60 minutes. Why? Because he wants to get him fit as soon as he possibly can to get him in the team. I don't see him doing that with with Martinelli, we're four-one up against four-nil up against Newcastle, or whatever. Ten, fifteen minutes to go. That's the perfect opportunity to bring bring him on. He doesn't, you know. So I am a little bit worried about that. Like you know, I'm a little bit worried about a lot of decisions that Mikel Arteta is making at the moment. And when you say about whether he'd be a coach or not, you know, just going back to the Granite Shacker one, like you know, I mean, people go to me, well, we ain't got no one better. Well, well we don't know. Why don't we know? Because he plays every single minute. Thanks, Lee. It, it, That's exactly what I was saying. Who is who? Yeah, but we do know who is there. Who's he going to play? Well, I, I don't know. Well, what about trying Sabias in there? But what about trying Sabias and Partey? What about trying somebody else in there? We haven't seen Sabias and Partey once. But it is we? just Sabias, isn't it? That's all we've got, though. To be honest, it is just Sabias. Well, we've got, you've got El Nini. You know, he's a young kid. You know, you've got to try something else. But he, ain't but then, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we then? Wouldn't we then be sitting here saying, "Oh, he's playing El Nenny. God, he ain't got a clue." Well, but yeah, but so, so yeah, I, I agree with you. So, but what I'm saying is, so why are people moaning that he keeps playing Granit Xhaka all the time? If that's if that's what if, if people don't think that what's name's good enough or whatever, then don't play. All of a sudden, this is another thing. Um, it's just come up in the chat, not mentioned in that. Callum Chambers, he's come in from nowhere to get a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, know, I mean, like, yeah. you know, so, so, and I'm thinking myself baffling. And Makes then no I, sense, I, I, man. I caught up on the last bit of what, what Albert said. Yeah, right. Okay, we're taking all the guard off, like, you know what I mean? And then he puts Lacazette into the number 10 role, like, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, you know, and I'm not just going to blame him for that. Do you know what I mean? If you're on the line, right? And you say, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You know, Lacazette's been playing fantastically well for us the last few games, holding the ball up, scoring. I'm going to put him into the holding midfield role. Like, surely someone on the bench go, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We've got so. Why don't you just keep with Oligard? Now, I'm going to be a little bit in his defence here. I think he took Oligard off because he needed him for Thursday, needed him for Sunday. So it's just like give him a bit of a rest. So I get that. Uh, I think that with Partey, people going, why do you take Partey off? Because he wants him for Thursday. But I don't see I, I, I see that, but I don't see that with Martinelli. Why when 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 is Martinelli gonna get games? When is he gonna get game time? I'm I mean when, I said it I, I said it before, didn't I, mate? I'm not to go. I'm not too sure. Like I said it before, didn't I? When we were talking about Martinelli oh, weeks and weeks ago, and I I said who's worried that he doesn't fancy him? Well, I think it's the, getting to that stage. I think it's getting to that stage. I think that you know, um you, you can talk about young players, Balligan. You can talk about Saliba. You can talk about Martinelli. All these players are surely better than what we've got. We've got players continually making mistakes. You know, I look at I look at Granite Shacker, and I, I think Granite Shacker's played really well for us for the last few games. I have to say that. I, I'll argue his case. But at this moment in time, 
He, you, we don't know what happens if what happens, right? If he does get injured, that's what I just said. Yeah, said before you came on, I said it. Yeah, that's what. Who's going to come in then? You know, so give someone a chance to to, to, to do that. You know, and that, that is my problem with this at the moment. I just see, I see like Lacazette miss a couple of chances, dropped. I see a Bamiang miss chances. You're in next week. Yeah, I, I, I see. Bellerin make mistake after mistake at right back. Still in there. I see Cedric play really well. Dropped. I, I, I then go into midfield. I see Shaka giving away mistakes, doing things. You know, Olegaard, you know, he, he has got to step up to the plate somewhere along the line. It's all right saying, yeah, it's all good stuff. And I think he's been great at the moment. Not one assist, not one goal. And mm. midfield does not score goals. It does not create yeah. too much. It's got to improve. And and, and why? So, and then you look at the forward line, and you're seeing, you know, let's just be honest about it. Well, if you was Martinelli, and I, you know, I don't know if he goes and talks to his dad or, or whatever and everything there. You say, what justification has Willian got? Yeah, that gives him the chance to play in front of him. Is it what has he done over the past six months to turn around and say, Yeah, he deserves to play in place of Martin and he can be given a chance? I don't see it. I can see I think it. it's con- I think it's contractual. I, I, I really do. I, I, I think it's in his contract for his first year. He's got to play so many games. I honestly, honestly think that. I don't know if anyone else uh, agrees with me, but it's got to be contractual. It's the only, it's the only, the only thing I can come up with, Dan. Mm. Well, if it is contractual, then I want to know who the hell is sorting out these deals. Because I've heard this before, that they have to play a certain amount of minutes and they have to come off at this time and he has to make subs at this time because it's in contracts. Then it's clowns running it, isn't it? And it's a circus, if that is the truth. Because if you have to play somebody, yeah, then I as a fan want to know what the hell I'm paying money for then because I want to be looking at players who are allowed to come off if they're not having a good game or are allowed to be dropped if they don't deserve to be in the team and if that is true which I really hope it is not then I think it's a disgrace I really do and there's one common denominator here about why is this not happening why is this not happening? it's because this manager as much as everyone loves him is mismanaging these players big time We've seen it with Saliba, we've seen it with Maitland-Niles, we've seen it with Pepe, we've now seen it with Ceballos, we're now seeing it with Martinelli. We've seen it in the past at the moment. He doesn't know what two centre-halves to pick. He's got no idea what two centre-halves to pick because he's not sticking with... How many more changes are we going to see in some of these centre-halves? We've got Pablo Marie now playing well, so he doesn't know who to partner him. Gabriel, who everyone said Gabriel and party, absolutely superb. We've hardly seen him play. Gabriel doesn't get in the team anymore. And Party can't last 90 minutes, which I'm worried about, by the way, because he could at Atletico Madrid. And he doesn't look like he's fit enough after 60 for me. So there's some serious concerns in this team, mate. And I think when you look at what the manager is doing currently, it is very, very confusing. And I don't blame the manager for the weekend's game um, solely. I think that there were some strange decisions. I don't look at the tactics and think that after... I don't know what happened after 25 minutes, if I'm honest with you, Craig, because yeah. we looked so good. We got the early goal, and I thought, this is looking good now. Now go mm. and build on this. And we just never did. We sat back. No. We let Burnley come on us. We then started to park the bus and started to get worried. And I'm thinking, where is all this tactics coming from? There's no style of play here. There's no passing in triangles anymore. There's no none of this high intensity. There's, there's one high intensity. The other 10 sit back. 
Then there's the other one that goes, the other 10 sit back. I can't understand that. I don't see where we're going with that with this team. And, you know, I look take a step back and not just to look at look at today's, uh, sorry, weekend's results. I look at where we are in the table and I look at the bigger picture and I think, where are we going here then? Because I'm, been, I'm trusting a process, which I've been trusting for 16 years, by the way, not 16 months. I'm trusting the process, uh, or supposedly I have to, and I can't see any progression because we're worse than last year, fact. We are not playing, in my opinion, very well, although people are saying we're improving. The results say we're not improving. Um, we're not picking up points that I believe everyone is telling we were going to get. And we get one good result against Leicester, which we didn't see coming, and then we get a bad result against Burnley. Yeah. And it seems that, I think somebody said the other day, we're only a couple of points behind Spurs. Before we know it, we're now eight points behind them. If they beat us on at the weekend again, and it's gone again. So this league, I've been saying it for a while, we need to just forget this season in terms of the league and put all of our eggs into the Europa League baskets. I'll tell you what, Craig, if we don't get through again against Olympiacos, then this manager deserves to be sacked. I don't care what anybody says. You can't be sitting in joint eleventh in the league and out at the end of this at the end of this week of pretty much everything in your season in March and deserve another chance. But he will because the, the ultimate problem is not just Arteta. I never, I don't hate Arteta. People seem to think I do. I don't hate Arteta at all. I think he's doing the best he can. It ain't good enough, and we need to move on and make sure that we are not in a position where we're going back further and further and further. Top four was never good enough. Now everyone's crying out for it, but sixth is okay. Trust the process. Tenth, that'll be all right as you know, because he's still building. It's trust the process. Give him till the summer. What's going to happen next summer? This is, this is, we're going down and down and down. And I look at it and it, we, I don't think we're going to win anything under these owners because these owners don't give a damn. They're happy that we're tenth. They're accepting that. So until we move and look at the bigger picture, Craig, I think we're in this problem for a long, long time until our owners and board are changed. I really do I worry about that. I agree. I agree with everything you've said there. But coming on to the the the, the ownership thing, I mean, we saw the figures and facts, facts, facts and figures come out of uh, the club this morning financially. Um, I'll ask you, Albert, I think Arteta is – I mean – People, people watch this podcast think I'm, I'm some kind of, you know, Arteta. That Arteta's an angel. I understand that he's not. And when he was first announced, I was very underwhelmed with, with the appointment. You know, I was hoping that they'd seen that they'd made a mistake with Emery, um, and that they were going to bring, you know, a manager of some stature in. But after reading those, after reading, after reading what I've been reading today about money and how much money we've lost and that Arsenal, we're not self-sustaining anymore um, from from the figures that have come out. The only way that we're going to be able to afford to buy players is to ship them out. So if we, we heard that Arteta is looking at six players to, to swap around, bring them in. He's going to have to offload. I mean, Albert, to you, do, do you believe... What you hear about Arteta looking at six players? Uh, Craig, the, the noises I hear coming out of this club for about the last 10, 15 years, I don't, I don't believe anything they say. Um, and there's evidence to show that. I mean, mm. I, I said at the start of the season, Craig, right, um, that if you're looking at over a course of a Premier League season or league season, you've got to look at your players and say, who, who do I trust over the course of a 30-game season to get me through the season? 
And before we signed anyone or transfers in and out, I said, I look, I'll go through the team. I said, I trust the two goalkeepers at the time, which is Leno and Martinez. That's two. Tierney, three. Saka, four. Bamiang, five. Martinelli, six. Other than after that, I'm scratch, I'm, I'm struggling because you can't trust these group of players over a, a course of a season to get you even probably top six football, forget top four. I look at the I look at the three most prominent positions, one of the three of the most prominent positions at this football club, right? A first team manager, um, technical director, and a chief executive. They're they're all inexperienced. How has that been allowed to happen at Arsenal Football Club that you take on a rookie manager, a rookie technical director, and a chief executive? Yes, he's been at the club many years, Vinay, but he's he's inexperienced in the role. And we've got, obviously, Richard Garlick, who's coming to do all the contracts. He's only been here five minutes. So he's got a big, he's got an even bigger job, arguably, probably, to sort the mess out that's happened before. So when they talk about the six players thing, Craig, um, I've always said, it, 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 you, to me, I always look at the players that, have, that the players that we need to get rid of first before we bring players in. We've got a spine of a team at the club, but the issue is do not have the players around them for Arsenal to progress. That is the big problem. So it's all well playing down the money for party and talking about bringing Basuma in. It's going to be pointless having those two guys in an Arsenal team because if you look at the players around them, how are they going to flourish? You know, it's... And the thing that I, the thing that I find strange with the Arteta thing is people talk about his backroom staff, for example, right? And they say that, they say that they're experienced. Well, he needs to lean on them a little bit more if they're experienced because... He's a rookie manager. He's making mistakes mm. on the job at one of the biggest clubs in English football. So, I mean, you know, I think the FA Cup win papered over a lot of cracks, mate. Um, probably maybe the best thing that could have happened, and it's crazy to say it, but I think it does make sense, is if we didn't win that day against Chelsea. You know, and I sort of take it back even a little bit further, Craig. I know, obviously, everybody has their opinion of when Arsene Wenger should have gone or should have been moved on. But for me, I've always stuck by and said that irrespective of whatever happened in that cup final against Hull back in 2014, he should have gone. That's yeah, seven, I massively that's agree. Seven, yeah, that's seven years ago. Yeah. That Of course, that could have helped in terms of the rebuild at Arsenal, whether it's in terms of bringing world-class players, um, we, we do a bit of wheeling and dealing. But I think also as well, just to finish up on my last point, Arsenal fans have to ask themselves the honest question. I've said this before and I'll say it again. What is it you want? Because if you're gonna stick, you know, stick the neck out for people like Shaka and Bellerin and Louise, and there's good around the youngsters, and Bellerin's been called up for Spain, and Shaka's the captain of Switzerland, but you want better quality, you can't have both. These guys need to be moved on because they're not good enough for Arsenal Football Club. You know, I always say to people, your own set of eyes don't lie to you in what you see on the pitch, irrespective of Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. You can see what you see. And we, we're in for a bumpy, bumpy road, mate. I've said it before. We ain't going to win the Premier League in 10 years' time. We're not going to win it. We're not moving in the right directions for that to happen. Things are not being put in place. Yes, I understand things off the pitch. There's been a lot of ballroom change. I understand that. But again, it's inexperience at a senior level at a football club of Arsenal's size. It's crackers to me. Great point. Yeah, great, it's, it's great, great, massive, great point. massively great point. Lee, what would you, have you read anything today about the financial 
you know, the financial dealings no, at the club today. No, I don't believe in all that. Like, you know, I mean, the financial, look, listen, so like, what, what, what amazes me about the financial thing? Like, say, say if Sky went bust tomorrow, what, what happens then? Yeah. What happens then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, this is the thing, you know, we've got no fans in the, in, in the stadium. They're still getting their TV money and all that. Like, they're, you know, they're not going to go skint these clubs. You know what I mean? They might have to brawl in their purses a little bit and the, 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 you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, you're getting hundred million pound players instead of uh, 20 million power, million players 20 years ago. So we have to go back to that route. It's, that's how it is. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't believe in all of that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I can tell you this now, Spanish clubs and French clubs are going to be a lot worse off than us at the moment because they haven't got the sky money that we've got. So, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't go into that. The fact of the matter with Arsenal at the moment, and this is the key, we watch a game against Leicester last week, and football is a results-driven business, right? Okay, we, we, we sack the managers on results and whatever. We get a result against Leicester, and what that does is that makes me, whether I'm gullible or not, think, "Wow, this is this is great." Arsenal on the on the road now to do something good beating Leicester and not only beating Leicester the way we beat Leicester and you think this is it now we're going to we've turned a corner we've got a nice week's rest where we can rest the players get them trained get them focused for the game against uh, Burnley and then we come out against Burnley and we shoot ourselves in the foot and this is the thing what worries me about the mentality of this football club when is this team going to go on five games just five I'm not asking for 10, 15 five W's in a row. It cannot do it. Just three, Lee. Just three will do. Well, Just three yeah, wins will do. But you know, oh, we can't even get that, mate. We can't, can't even get three. Get that. Cannot go out there and go, bosh, bosh, five wins on the spin. There's always something happening, whether it's a VAR decision, a penalty against us, missed chances, whatever. And I think that is a mentality. You've got to have... A, 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 I don't know, a ruthlessness within the club, a manager that's going to say, right, you know, this is not this is not acceptable. You know, when I played, the manager come in, well, first of all, he said, right, the first thing we need to do is go 10 games unbeaten. When you can do 10 games unbeaten, you, you've got a future at this football club. So we knew we had to get 10 games, you know, fight for it and whatever like, you know. Now I see... It, it's, it's brushed aside. What I see with Arsenal, I'll tell you where Arsenal are consistent. They're consistent to being inconsistent. They go win, win, loss, loss, draw, draw, win, draw, draw, loss, 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 win, win, win. It ain't good enough for Arsenal Football Club. Arsenal Football Club have got to get on a five-game winning streak or something like that. Now, when that happens, right, when that happens... We can go in like like Chelsea do all of a sudden, jump into the top four. And I'm not saying unbeaten runs. I'm talking five consecutive wins on the spin. Have we done it this season? I don't. I can't remember doing. It. We might have won three or four and then drawn one, what, or, or something like that. I'm talking win, 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 win. And we we have not done it. And that is what we've got to do. We've got to go and get some straight wins and a mentality. Of not being able to now, it's it's a funny thing. Football. I don't care what anybody says. Look at Liverpool. You, you look at them and be a serious two and a half years, three years without losing a game at home, and they can't bite. They can't. They've lost <laughs> on the spin. It's, that's what can happen in football. So you can easily get you can easily get it 
or you can easily lose it. But you've got to be able to have that winning mentality. I don't think enough of these players... I think with our Arsenal Football Club and these players, I think a lot of them look at it and go, I've made it. I've got to play for Arsenal. And, and, and instead of... you know, that, and, and they're happy to just be an Arsenal player instead of being a winning Arsenal player, a player with, with determination and things like that. And I think we've lost that a little bit. You know, I don't think... It, as a fan, through the time, I expect Arsenal to go. I've been watching Arsenal when we've gone 10, 15, 20 games without losing. For, for, you know, you want to go like in that 49 games. But when that time, I know in that 49 game run, we've lost, we've drawn a few. But what I'm saying is, in those, those runs, I can guarantee you there would have been five wins on the spin. Five wins. You ever look at title challenging sides? It might be 1 0, 1 0, 1 0, but five in a row. Yeah. Good point. There's a good, great point. This one comes in from Alexander. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, we need we need new players. Period. These play, these players are so inconsistent that you can on you honestly can't blame Arteta. No matter who you put in, they will make mistakes. I massively agree. Uh, this one comes in from Alexander Gomez. Uh, informative stream as always. Highly appreciative. Well, thank you very much indeed, Alexander. We're glad you are enjoying it, mate. Dan, have you got anything to say on, on, on what's come out of the club today financially? I mean, we were supposed to be this big self, self-sustaining model from the from what I can see. We're not self-sustaining anymore. Um, and that lot up the road are actually above us in money made. It's embarrassing, isn't it? It really is embarrassing of where we've come. And what makes me laugh, and I always say this, is when we moved to the Emirates, we moved from Highbury, and all we hear is we wanted to compete with Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't we in a Champions League final with Barcelona while we were at Ivory? <laughs> so we already yeah. were competing with them. So I don't know why we had to move to the Emirates to ensure that we're competing with Barcelona because we ain't got to a Champions League final against them since. And every time that we got them in the Emirates era, we got hammered either 3-1, 3-0, 10 on aggregate against Bayern Munich. Absolutely bad. So we ain't gone too well for our plan in the last 16, 17 years at all, Craig, right? And then financially, I don't know what's happening at the moment, but of course we have had a, a Champions League wage budget, thanks to Mr. Wenger and Mr. Gazidis, with a team that has been competing in the Europa League badly. So of course that skinted the club. Now, I look at some of the money that we have spent badly, like the Pepe deal, putting people on stupid wages, going in for players that were like four times too much for them, looking at players like Granite Chaka and Mustafi for, for a combined 70 million. That for me has just been year on year on year bad business. And I don't feel personally, like Albert says, that we have got anything of the next three or five years to look forward to, um, even with a new regime or new plan, because we still have the same owners. We still pretty much got the same board that are still dinosaurs in Peckham of, uh, Peckham of um, Harris, whatever the hell his name is. Lord Harris, of um, Harris of Peckham, that's him. I'll just think of only fools and horses. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, Ken, and obviously Ken Fryer, obviously all those lot of dinosaurs. Just because Edu and Vina and Arteta have now got this plan, I don't think personally we're going to see most things change. Because Albert makes a great point about novices. We're a novice club, really, aren't we now? Because we've got owners that have been given no no ambition whatsoever about uh, football. They don't know enough about Arsenal Football Club. His son basically owns us, yeah, I think. I don't think Stan's got any interest at all. Josh seems to have more interest in that. He's a novice. You've got a novice in Edu. 
you've got a novice in Arteta. And what that does is it goes from top to bottom of people who are just novices controlling a massive football club, one of the best football clubs in the world. And that then leads to the pitch because who's been shining for us this season? Our professionals or our novices? Our mm-hmm. novices in Saka and Smith Rowe have been performing week in, week out. So that's the mentality that we have at the moment throughout this uh, football club, in my opinion, is we are just a novice club. And it's as if we've gone right the way back all of a sudden to 2006, that we're now moving back into the Emirates for the first time with a squad that needs now to be trusting a process because we're starting again. I don't look at this squad and think it's any worse than Everton, Leicester's or West Ham's, but they've got a, a coach who knows what they're doing for a start that has managed to get them playing the way that I believe we should be playing. I would have taken Carlo Ancelotti, 100%. I would have taken Brendan Rodgers, 100%. But we've been left with a novice manager, with a, with a, with a novice club, and the mentality has been 10th is okay. Mm. So, of course, there's no pressure on Arteta, is there? Absolutely none whatsoever. And it worries me, Craig, massively. And we should be doing better. That team, no one can sit there and tell me that this team should be joint 11th. I don't care what anybody says. This is a team that is better than joint 11th, yeah? We should be at least in the top six with the side that we've got. And people can say Chakas and Bellerins are bad and all this, and I get that. But we have got the parties, the Sackers, the Martinellis, the Aubameyangs, the Lacazettes, the Pepes, the Tierneys, that everybody's raving about. So why is it that those players that are so great that everyone loves are 11th in the league? That can't be right. And the manager oh, where, has to take where, some blame for that. Oh, he does. He does, of course. But where I would come, where I would flip that again, Albert, is we've seen three managers try to manage most of these players. Um, and three managers can't get a song out of them. Craig, you know what? I'm glad you came to me. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to address a couple of things in the chat because I, I, I can't remember the guy I was talking about, you know, having a different point of view in regards to Arteta, Xhaka and the board. But I'll repeat what I said. Like, we've got three inexperienced, three inexperienced guys in quite senior positions at the club. So that's, you know, if if you're looking at success for this, this club going forward, you're going to be waiting a very, very long time. And you've seen what you've seen the years before that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to sort of address that, and also in terms of the players, this is my this is the running thing I have like with um, sections of the fan base in terms of when I talked about quality of players. Now, if you mention a Basuma or a James Justin or a Decore, sections of the fan base tell you be about we've already got Jack, we've already got Bellerin, as if to say these players are not good enough. But they've yeah. they're Premier but great, they're Premier League proven. I don't understand. Yep. James Justin before the injury has been outstanding for Leicester. He would walk into I, our team at fullback, right back. I think I think it's a model that we should be looking at. I think it's a model that we should be looking at. But you know, Premier League players who are perhaps not fifty, sixty, seventy million pounds. Lee, what 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 would you say about that, Lee? I mean, surely we you know we want round pegs to go into round holes, don't we? We should we be looking because it's worked for it's worked for other clubs. Some of the players have come from the lower teams and, and have gone into the gone into teams and have excelled. Listen, I, I I get that and I get that everybody. I don't think we should be looking at any other models but our own model. You know why should we be looking at what Liverpool are doing and what 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 Leicester are doing or what Newcastle are doing, what what other teams are doing, Tottenham are doing or whatever. Is it like. working? Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, just because it's working for them doesn't mean to say it's going to work for us. We're on a different, completely more like what we've got to do is have our own vision, our own 
proper people in there and get the people in there to do it, the jobs properly. Now, I think that we've had a vision. We've had a, we just haven't had the proper people doing a proper job. And that, that, that's what I feel. You know, look at the money that we have wasted in the transfer market. You know, we're, we're in a different position now to what we was a year ago, where we had no, no, no assets, no nothing. All of a sudden, we've got three or four assets, you know, in young players coming through. So it's what we can do with those players. I, I do see, I know what Albert, and I, I agree with what Albert and what um, Dan are saying, but I do see some sort of progress. I do see we've signed Thomas Party, We've signed uh, Gabriel. We've signed a decent goalkeeper, which we've been crying out for for a very, very long while. We've signed a central defender in, in Gabriel that's good. We've got Mari as a good player that's come in. Like I've seen Martinelli come into the side. So there are there have been improvements to this to this side. There, there has, you know, you can't say that there hasn't. But what what worries me about it, and I, you know, because. Why does it have to take so long? Why has the process got to take so long? I look at Aston Villa, and I don't want to go, as I say, I'm not going to go into other teams and whatever, but while I'm looking at Aston Villa, they survived the league by one point last season. They're higher than us. We've, we've you know, certainly not the same sort of finances. They've been in the bleeding championship for 10 years, you know. So why have they managed to get themselves and their acts together a lot quicker than us? And I think that, that that's the problem with art. We, we look at other things, oh, we've got to get rid of players and everything there. Yeah, we've had to get rid of players, but we've got rid of those players in, in January. I don't see too much of an improvement. I don't think there's been a massive improvement since uh, those players have been gone. Now, we have improved. Since, you, you made the point a couple of weeks ago, Craig, we have improved since December, and we have, but we've not improved enough. And like, I, I look at what Leicester are doing and other teams like that, but that doesn't mean to say that that's the right move for Arsenal and that's the right move for, for us initially. We've got players now. We, I, look, I, I still think it's a results-driven business. I would do it, believe that. And I do would, believe it, would it change your mind? Would it change your mind? Do you know how much we've spent on players and agent fees in the last four years? I, I, I bet... I bet. Four hundred million, three hundred million, five hundred and sixty-one million pounds in the last four years. There you go. So that tells you a lot, doesn't it? Like you know, but what we've done is we've not done that properly. That those people yes. should yeah, be yeah. sacked from this football club and never yeah. nowhere near it before because that is ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying that. You know, that that's not on. That is not on at this football club, and and because now of mistakes have been made, we've got to we've got to do this and got to do that. Then we'll have to do it. And what what I, what I will say about it now is what, what I think. Like you know, Chris, I was speaking to Chris Hudson going back months ago. You know, uh, and Chris come out of a great point when he turned around to me and said, "When George Graham come to Arsenal, I see immediate improvement. I see something." happening. Now, when you go back to that George Graham era and the people that are in the chat and remembering all that, we wasn't struck on George Graham becoming the new manager. He wasn't the first choice manager of Arsenal Football Club. Far from it. But what he'd done is he come in and, oh, hold on a minute, this can be good. Now, Arsenal, when Arsene Wenger took over in 95, 96, I think 96, 97, the seasons before that, 94, 95, we was a poor, poor side. 
But but he came in and, and straight away turned things around. And you thought, oh, hold on a minute, this looks good. But under you know, Emery, it didn't look good. And certainly under Mikel Arteta, it's a year gone on. I don't see anything really that has changed. Yes, the defence has got a little bit better, but maybe that's because he's got a decent goalkeeper in there now and a defender here and whatever. But nothing's really gone off where I can say, oh, I see something happening here. And yeah, I, I do think that whatever way it comes down, it comes down to the manager and what he does. What he does is a big, big role in a football club. He's the one that gets the players going week in, week out. If, 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 if like, I take your point on board, mate. It's completely, completely relevant. But as a host and and for topic topical discussion, you you named what West Ham are doing now, what Aston Villa are doing now. Uh, you know, there's a few few teams who are down near the bottom end. You know, their their fans must have been saying the same last year. You know about about Villa and and about West Ham, this, that, and the other. Is there is there any chance that that could happen here, Lee? What the, the, the next year we you know we we, oh, we, we drive on you know hundred percent. This is the thing about football you don't know, do you? Look, look, you can look at a few things. Like two weeks, three weeks ago, Mourinho was Mourinho was under all sorts of pressure at Tottenham. You know, I mean, they were losing it, losing it. All of a sudden, they, they got a, he chucks in Gareth Bell, right, and 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 gets a tune out of him and all that. Like, and then you have to say, well, fair play to him. But what we're seeing at, at Arsenal is the same thing week in, week out, and that that is my problem. You know, Albert made a point about the FA Cup last season. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? I I, I I can't look at it like that. I have to say, from my point of view, you know, when Arsenal come under George Graham. His first season, he won the League Cup. That gives you, buys you a little bit of time and quite rightly so. But but there was things happening at Arsenal. Arsenal then went and lost the following season to Luton in the Cup. And I thought, well, you know, what's going on here? But then he went and bought a couple of players and he, and he, and he won the league. Now, now, this is what's got to happen with Mikel Arteta. He, whatever happens in the summer, he's got to be given some sort of players to come in. If he gets a couple of players in that he wants, I think our, Arsenal are not that far off from being a decent side. It's got to be managed properly. I've got to, I, I believe that it's got to be managed properly. It's got to be driven properly. You know what I mean? Like Because I, you've got to dangle carrots as a manager. You've got to give these players something to keep fighting for week in, week out. And not believe that, you know, oh, it's, this is the problem with Arsenal. Yeah, it's happy to get into top four. No, that's not good enough. I think Man United, as big a club as Man United are, they've gone down that route of, top, oh, we've got to get top four, and their standards are dropped. We've got to get our standards up again and go. And, and, I, and I said this to Dan, and I'll say it now. This is how far the fan base has dropped, is that a lot of Arsenal fans will say, I'll tell you what, take a draw on Sunday against them down the road. Take no, not for me. No way. No, 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 no. Ten years ago, a draw was a bad thing against him. It was, a, you know, oh, no, we dropped points. They, but but now, you know, there are, you know... Lee, Lee, in, in 2003, mate, I remember the stadium being in mourning because it becomes second to Man United. Mm-hmm. Now well, look at us. Yeah. Different, different, slightly different now. But I, 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 I remember going to the FA Cup, and that's how far we've come, mate. That's where, that's how we've fallen. Yeah, 
I remember coming home in the 2003, winning the FA Cup against Southampton. Weren't the greatest game, by the way, under the, no, I remember that, yeah. under the roof, if you remember it. But the week before, we'd lost to, to, to Leeds in the last game of the season. I still hadn't got over that defeat. Yeah. Uh, but we won the FA Cup. But the FA Cup was, was not... Not a consolation, that's the wrong thing to say, but it, it wasn't the be end and end all, hmm. you know. So, listen, I think you know, um, I've, I've just seen what Dan, Danny made a good point in the chat. It's a very, very hard to gauge this season when you, when only what he was saying, only Manchester City have won five home, five games yeah. on the trot this season. So, I, I, I understand that you, you, we. We can't probably, with no fans and everything like that, maybe we've got to just sort of say, right, it is a one-off season for everybody and and, and see how we go. I think, and I don't mean there's no disrespect to West Ham fans because I've spoken to a couple of West Ham fans. Having no fans at the um, uh, at the stadiums has sort of helped them a little bit because of their stadium is a bit eerie at, uh, at home and all that like, where I think it's not helped, it's certainly not helped Liverpool at home. You know, you can't have a team that's won for three years at home and all of a sudden no fans and they can't yeah. six on the Great point. there's got to be something to do with that and I, I do believe that so I, I, without going too much I think that we've got to just take the pain a little bit to see what happens in the, su- in the summer and go again but I, I do think that Mikel has got to show a little bit more ruthlessness in team selection and, and, and the way we're playing the game you know we, we're not ruthless in, in certain areas up front and we're not ruthless at the back. I think he needs to get that sorted. And and, and that's how it's seen. And will the club, will the club back him or not? Well, well that's, that's... I've got no faith in, in the ball whatsoever. Just before we move on, I'll bring this one in. Unique 79, thanks for your kind donation, mate. Much appreciated. The big sustaining models are on the podcast. These four gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Dan, We'll just quickly move on um, to the Olympiacos game yeah. on Thursday. We are going to be doing a question of Arsenal on Wednesday. Um, we're going to look a bit more, bit more into it. But can you, you know, what's what's he got to do? Who's got to play? What does he do? What what's he got to do for you, mate? Uh, all our eggs go into this into this game, mate. Because what I want to see is a convincing first leg, so that we can have a little bit of a chance of going into Spurs and Olympiacos with some confidence. The last thing we need is a bad result here. So it's a massive, massive game. This is the big one of the biggest games, or the biggest game so far this season for me. Right now, we need to concentrate on putting all of our eggs into getting through against Olympiacos. And I don't want to see us go through on an away goal. I don't want to see us go through a last-minute headed winner. I want to see a nice, convincing performance, because they are not a great side, Olympiacos. Okay, they're not. We are better than them. We will win, because we have to win. I'm not accepting anything more than... In these three games, I'm not accepting anything uh, less than performances and results that we need because it's the only thing we've got to be positive about at the moment is this Europa League. And of course, the North London derby is always massive, Craig. So strongest team, and we need to know, no, no, no more errors. I've seen enough errors. <laughs> I don't want any more errors in this game. This needs to be a convincing win. Albert, Arteta's got a bit of a... He's got a bit of a conundrum, hasn't he? I mean, does he go full strength against Olympiacos, full strength against Spurs, and then full strength against Olympiacos again? Does he risk his does he risk his better players? Has he got has he got his eye on the North London derby? Because I have to be honest, I'd rather see your strongest team in the North London derby. 
Craig, you know what it is? I said to you on Saturday morning, um, I've said it for weeks. Trying to guess Arteta picking a start 11, forget about it. I, I don't think he knows what his strongest team is. That's the, that's no. the first point. Um, these got three, we've got three very, very big football matches coming up, um, which is going to be, which is definitely, which is going to make our season, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, what I do want to see in the next three games is please, 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 Mikel Arteta, stick with a centre-back pairing. Just please stick with a centre-back pairing. The front four, if you're going to change it, that you're going to upset some fans or some players, that's fine. But with the centre-backs, just keep 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 the same centre-backs. But in terms of you're going to play that formation, Craig, that 4-2-3-1, um, he's got a massive decision to make. ESR comes back in, obviously. Um, I'll be bold enough to give Pepe a start personally. Saka on the right, and then it's a toss-up who you pick, Bamyang or Lacazette. But looking at what Mikel Arteta has done recently, Lacazette will start. But yeah, three massive football games coming up, which is going to make or break our season. It's going to make or break Twitter and Instagram as well. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Lee, what about you, mate? Just quickly before we end. Yeah, um, three, three, three big games to play your best team that's available for every game. So if he plays, his, he plays what he thinks is his best team on Thursday. If someone gets injured, then he replaces them. If not, they go again and they go again until they get injured. Full strength on every single game in these three games. After the go- after that, they've got uh, West Ham. If you want to rest a few then, so be it because that's that, the league's gone. The league's gone. You know what I mean? Like It means that hopefully when, when I say three games, if we rest, that means we've got through against them um, uh, in this round there. And then we just rest a few players for the league games and when that, when that uh, uh, Europa League comes round again, we go with a big side. Strong, strong, strong. But I think now, I think I agree with Albert, stick stick with a back four, not just a back two, a back four that's going to defend and defend properly and go with it. If if it's better in at right back, it's better in at right back. I'm, I'm sorry if that's that's yeah. down on Mikel Arteta's head. If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. If he if he plays whoever he plays at the back, if he plays Granite Shacker in midfield, if he plays Willian, fair play. If that's what he wants to do, if that's what he tells us that Willian's his man, then God help him, he must get through. Because if he doesn't, then that's it. Then he's done. He's done. And I don't care what people are saying. Danny's saying he's got a free ride till the end of the season. He ain't got a free ride with me mm-hmm. if he plays Julian against uh, the and, and Tottenham and we lose those games. No free ride. No free ride. You play your best team that is available and he's not in it. As simple as that, like, because the eye don't lie. Right? And that's a rhyme. So we're going to go with that, like, and that's how it's going to be. Go your strongest team, Mikel. Please play the players yeah. in form. Win these games and start making this fan base happy. Yeah, absolutely. I could, yeah, I couldn't echo that yeah, anymore. So. Um, we hope you all, all enjoyed it this evening. Uh, it's been another fantastic therapy session. Tomorrow we are we have another show planned for you uh, called the Same Old England. Same Old England. Euros are just around the corner. Me and Lee and Nigel will be having a chat with none other than Warren Barton from Fox Sports uh, in America. Obviously, ex-Newcastle, uh, ex-Wimbledon. Arsenal fan. Arsenal fan. Um, he'll be joining us and we're going we're gonna to have a little show. We're going to have a little it's talk about, uh, about yeah. England's, uh, England's chances uh, at the Euros. And we're going to go through the team, who we think we should be playing, who we think shouldn't be playing, who we think we might, who we might pick, 
who might get a seat on the plane. Wednesday night then, a question of Arsenal with me, Dan and Lee. We're going to look a bit more closer into the Olympiacos game. Have you put so you jumped on Yeah, I got invited on, mate. Thank you very much. I got invited on and I said yes. <laughs> uh, only because I felt bad because I, I I made a mistake this week with the shows. That's why I, I forgot. I forgot oh, thanks, about man. one. That's uh, nice, isn't it? You only had uh, one because I made a mistake. <laughs> well, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. You did say last week that you weren't doing yeah, anything yeah. else, so you, you, uh, could, uh, good. you could come and talk to me because you didn't have anything else better to do. That's uh, it. So yeah. that's that's Wednesday, and then Thursday. Um, there's a new. I'm starting off a little spin-off podcast called uh, Four Men and a Mic. But unfortunately, it might only be three men <laughs> this week uh, because the four fella I had in mind can't make it this week. So that's going to be starting on Wednesday. That's at seven o'clock. Thursday. That's between uh, Thursday, sorry. Thursday uh, at seven o'clock before the Olympiacos game. And then Friday, of course, we'll have the team talk with Mr. Potts. Hopefully, uh, talking about, you know, a nice, uh, a good win in the Europa League. And yeah, I'm sure Dan's going to go. Dan will go uh, more in in depth uh, for the North London derby, uh, which is happening at the weekend. So another week of shows, a full, another full mm. week of them. Yes. Deary, deary me! Until we see you again. Sorry, I've forgotten to thank Dan. Thank you very much, <laughs> sir, uh, for coming along. Cheers, Greg. Good therapy session, mate. Enjoyed that. It's a good one, boys. Cheers, Greg. We've got Arsenal America's on as well. Like, don't forget. Yes, of course. Actually, I must. I've, I keep do forgetting that. Anyone who's watching from America or anyone's a night owl, the same old Arsenal USA every Tuesday at uh, the wee hours of the morning. Uh, Albert, thank you very much indeed, sir. Good Please, Bernie. What's yeah. that? Good stuff to you, Albert. Yeah. I, I think he's he's pushing for a regular place, myself. <laughs> he's pushing. He's pushing. He's pushing. I'll get rid of that. I'll get rid of that Harry Simeon. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not getting rid of Harry. No, 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 no. There's no way. There is no way on this earth. All love Harry. 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 I love Harry, really. Yeah, I mean, I bet he threw that little toy across the room, didn't he? Like, when he... Yeah. <laughs> You're in his head on as we talk, like, yeah. Right. Oh, he's... I do love thanks Harry. To, uh, yeah. Thanks to James, who's become a member. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Uh, very much appreciated. Welcome along. Albert, at plug your channel, mate, and a very good channel, I must say. Thank you, Craig. I like to tackle um, many issues as well as football, other than football, should I say. Very forthright. But no, appreciate the invite. Love the podcast. Dan, Lee, Craig, thanks for the opportunity, guys. Um, yeah, Albert JTV, very easy to find on YouTube. Uh, Twitter handle at AUMO57. Come and check out the channel, people. Thank you very much for coming on, mate, at very short notice. Judges? Lovely. Enjoyed that. Good chat, right? You know, uh, good therapy, that boy's good therapy. It's good therapy, isn't it? It is yeah. good therapy. Until tomorrow. Until we see you tomorrow. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And up the Arsenal. Find more great shows or join the team at sport social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.